Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 11. Keep it. And so Jesus says in verse 23, he who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. There isn't a neutral when it comes to Jesus. It's either we're for him or we're against him. We're either gathering, we're either either bringing people to Jesus, or we're scattering. And you think about all the people, all the cults, all the people who, who they're trying to do good things, they're trying to earn something from God, but they're not drawing people to Jesus, they're scattering people away from Jesus. They're giving people the wrong idea of who Jesus is, and so they're scattering, and yet the only ones who are bringing people to Jesus are those who are for the true Jesus. The one who says in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. That's who Jesus is. Jesus is the one who brings us to the Father, and he's the only way. It's very exclusive. I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but Jesus is he's very exclusive. Everybody claims Jesus. Every religion of the world wants to, every major religion claims Jesus. So Jesus was you know, a great person, or Jesus was a prophet, or Jesus was a, an ascended master, or Jesus was this or was that. But Jesus doesn't claim any of them. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. In 1 John, there's a passage that, that kind of encapsulates everything I'm trying to say today in, in, in a pretty amazing way. Of course, 1 John's a little bit difficult, and so we're going to unpack it a little bit. But 1 John chapter 5, verse 18 through 21, John says this, For we know that whoever is born of God does not sin. Okay, do we know that? <laughs> that's, that's a tough one, isn't it? Of course, John said in 1 John 1, 9, 1 8, that if we say we have no sin, then we're a liar. The truth of God is not in us. So what he's saying is those who are born of God, they don't, they don't, they've repented of their sin. They're not continuing in a life of sin. And, and on, another, on another aspect, when Jesus has come and cleansed us from our sin, he's cleansed us from all sin. And so he's caused us not to fall short of God's glory. And so that's what he's talking about. These who are born of God does not sin, does not continue in a life of sin. But he who's been born of God keeps himself. And that's, you know, very similar to what we're talking about, about keeping God's word. We're keeping ourselves from the world. We're keeping ourselves from all those things. And he says, then the wicked one does not touch him. That's a beautiful thing, right? We don't want the wicked one to touch us. And he has no right or authority to touch us. The only, the only thing that the wicked one can do to you as a Christian is lie to you. And he will lie and he is very convinced and he's very smart. He's a lot smarter than you are. And so if you open the door to his lies, then he can have control over you. A pastor was asked one time, can a Christian have a demon? Now, I think probably what they were asking is, can a Christian be possessed by a demon? And of course, a Christian cannot be possessed by a demon in the way that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's not even possible. You know, we need to make sure, and Jesus will talk about that in a moment. But can a demon control you? 
Absolutely, a demon can control you. If you believe their lies, if you believe the lies of someone or something, they can completely control you, can't they? And so we have to be careful when it comes to the things of the enemy because he's always trying to deceive us, but he cannot touch you. He can't enter your body and take over control of you. And so... Anyway, I was, I was going to say, a pastor was asked a question, can a Christian have a demon? And, and his answer was interesting. His answer was, a Christian can have anything he wants, <laughs> which is kind of a scary thought. Because if you want a demon to control your life, then they will. You know, and they, they'll lie to you. If you believe their lies, then you're under their power. So the, 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 the solution to that is, is to not believe their lies. Put on the full armor of God, right? The shield of faith, which quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The, the fiery darts of the wicked one are his lies. He's constantly trying to bombard me with lies. And my faith in Jesus and his love towards me and his forgiveness of all of my sin. You know, I have my helmet of salvation. I know I'm saved. I'm a breastplate of righteousness. I'm protecting my heart so that I'm not deceived into thinking that, I, that sin's going to satisfy me. I, and keep my heart safe, which gives me confidence towards God. Right? I have my belt of truth. I'm staying in the word of God and I'm filling my head with truth and not lies. And I have my feet shed with the preparation of the gospel of peace and the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one to believe God rather than the devil. And then the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And, and that is my defensive weapon against the enemy. And then of course, Having done all to stand, I'm going to pray as well. I'm going to pray, uh, and that's how I put on the armor of God, to know these things that God has done for me. And so he keeps himself. That's how we keep ourselves. And the, and the wicked one does not touch him. Verse 19, there, 1 John 1, or 5.19, it says, We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And so the enemy has the whole world under his sway. That's where everybody's going. That's the direction everybody's going. Unfortunately, we're bombarded constantly with that, aren't we? You know, the TV shows and the, and the advertisements and just everything is just constantly bombarding us and trying to steal our attention away. And so we need to be aware of that. And we know the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him who is true and we are in Him who is true in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. And that's what eternal life is, is to realize that our life is in Him and not in this world. And then he says, little children, keep yourselves from idols. And that's, you know, of course, idolatry is how people get demons messing with their lives, right? You don't want that. You don't want, to, you don't want that in your life. And so, verse 24, Jesus moving on, Luke 11, verse 24 he says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finding none. He says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. And he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. What, what Jesus is saying is being free from a demon isn't the solution. It isn't how you get your life back. You know, yeah, you can get free from the demon. You know, somebody could cast the demon out of you and then you could get a job and you could comb your hair and take a bath and, you know, be in your right mind and, and everything could be going wonderful. But nature abhors a void, right? And so if you have a void and the Satan has been occupying your life and you haven't done anything to remedy that, the, de the demon's gone, 
but now you're just trying to get your life back on track, but you don't fill that with something else, then that demon's going to get tired of wandering around and finding new hosts and remember, hey, I like my old home, and he's going to not just... He's not just going to come back by himself. He's going to bring his seven friends to party with him. And that person's going to be in bad shape. And so it's important that if I get free, delivered from a demon, that I'm also surrendering my life to Jesus. That I'm saying, Jesus, I want, I want you in my life. And to, to allow yourself to be born again to the Spirit of God. And then the demon has no place anymore. The only, the only solution to be set free from the devil is to be saved. Another interesting thought that was that a messianic commentator commented on this. He said, you know, it's, it's not just the individual, but it's also the nation of Israel. You know, Jesus comes to the nation of Israel and he, he casts the demons out. But when the, the children of Israel reject him, it just gets their, their state after that was worse than before. You know, and so they have to receive Jesus, you know, and of course some Jews did. But many and most didn't. And so that's, that is a, a sad thing for the nation of Israel. Verse 27, it happened as he spoke these things that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that nursed you. Okay, that's weird. And, and it always happens, doesn't it? I mean, you've been to some church where all of a sudden somebody yells out something really bizarre and everybody's like, okay. <laughs> What is going on here? Why would she say that? Well, it, it may not be as weird as we think. You have to remember that all the way back from the beginning that the prophecy was that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. So the Messiah was going to come from a woman. And so there was always this anticipation from every Jewish girl that she might be the mother of the Messiah. And so she's basically saying, yeah, this woman's blessed who got to nurse you. There was also another thing when it came to your parents. If you grew up and you were a, an amazing person and you became great, oftentimes that would be attributed to your parents. Not always, but oftentimes that would be attributed to good parents, good upbringing. These guys really raised you right and you became a wonderful and, and, and influential person. And so there was that respect that was in that culture for, for the person's parents. Joseph has passed away. Maybe this woman knows that. And so she just gives all credit to Mary. Now, I don't know if that's the case or not. But whatever the case is, Mary is not greater than Jesus. And, and unfortunately, in the 5th century, the Catholic Church started calling Mary the mother of God. That was the first time that, I think it was 411 AD, that, that Mary was first called the, the mother of God, which is very, very unfortunate. And from there, it just got worse. There became worship of Mary, veneration of Mary, and now making Mary the co-redemptress with Christ. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.